but Adam. Some more exciting answers to the baffling and intriguing questions of science. Up and Adam, science on FBI. It is a National Science Week, also the Sydney Science Festival, and Alice Williamson for Up and Adam is bringing you two stellar Australian female scientists this morning doing incredible research. The first one, right here at home, forensic chemist and professor at University of Technology, Sydney, Professor Shari Forbes. Alice, this story is incredible. In fact, it blows my mind. Yeah, um, Shari Forbes is doing fantastic work based at the the University of Technology, Sydney, and at a a rather unusual site that they have um, up in the Blue Mountains. It's called Yarramundi. It's about a 48-hectare space, and it's one of Australia's first. It's the first Australian facility for taphonomic experimental research. Now, taphonomic might not be one of those the most familiar words. This is this is relating to the laws of death, and the acronym is is rather clever. It stands for after, but this centre is more commonly known as the Body Farm, and yes, it is exactly as it sounds. It's it's Australia's first um, research centre to study uh, the ways in which the human body decomposes. So. How do these farms work? Well, without getting too grisly, because I'm aware that some people might be having their breakfast, this <laughs> is, it's a really uh, important area of science. So um, previously, when researchers in Australia had been studying how bodies decompose, they'd been modelling their studies using pigs. And the reasons for this is that pigs are um, the most similar animal to the human in terms of the modelling these decomposition studies because of their fat um, uh, distribution and the fact that they don't have furry skin they have hairs a bit like human skin and the reason this is important is because um, the the researchers wanted to study the way in which the bodies would decompose so that bodies can be dated when they're found or when the police are looking for bodies that have gone missing for a variety of reasons um, often tragic very tragic reasons but also to capture the specific smells and odours that are associated with the different stages of decomposition so that you can train dogs to go and find these bodies. And now Sherry Forbes and her team, many other researchers who are also involved in this project, are now studying um, this but with human bodies because there have been many limitations with the studies of pig corpses because clearly they're, they're not humans, there is a big difference and we know with animal studies often there isn't a complete translation into people and that seems to be the same for the forensics of decomposition as well as many other areas of study. Shari is a forensic chemist but she also has a team of people with her that also conduct this research. What type of what type of roles work at a body farm? Well there's many different people so as you mentioned Shari Forbes is particularly looking for these molecules these these fingerprints that are the the odor of different stages of, of decomposition but there are also people such as archaeologists that study these sites so they might be interested in the way that textiles or basically clothing decomposes um, depending on how close it is to the body things like that what it's made of Uh, there'll be anthropologists who'll be looking at the way that bones or teeth decay Uh, there'll be people like entomologists people who study insects and the way that you know different insects might be attracted to um, a decomposing body and the different larvae that that would be formed there'll be all sorts of scientists involved and with the body farms, I guess this is something that people might recognise from forensic crime shows like CSI. This is something that's happening over in the US. Why is it important that we don't use the information gathered from 
bodies overseas? Why is it important that they're on, I guess, home soil, for lack of a yeah. better term? No, that's a, that's a really great question because um, we haven't had one in Australia before. And and the simple thing is that, you know, in, it, it's to do with modelling and accuracy. So we're in a different country. We, we've got different conditions. The climate is very different in Australia. The insects and the animals that that are present in Australia are different. The types of uh, chemicals in the soil, so things about our geology are completely different over here. So in order to have an accurate um, kind of a fingerprint um, of, of decomposition and ways of identifying bodies and, and dating uh, the time of death and, and things like that, it's important to have a, a set of scientific, uh, con- uh, scientific experiments that are conducted in in basically, I guess, every country so that you could, you know, really accurately find uh, dead bodies, find uh, survivors as well in, you know, um, in in disasters when there's an accident. Sometimes dogs go in to find living bodies, which is, of course, also extremely important. Um, And we need to have these conditions outlined for, you know, each country. Tracking odours from the living, as you've mentioned, would help to, I guess, track the and study the changes in death as well. And that's something that Shari has been working on. What kind, what type of situations could this help or would it be important to have this? Well, for example, if there's if there's some kind of crash or, you know, you can imagine a lot of disaster situations if a building collapses that animals, dogs can be trained to go in and find a person based on a piece of their clothing. That's used uh, as a common rescue technique. Mm. But um, in terms of trying to find uh, bodies that maybe people, you know, have, have got lost in the woods or even even more um, tragic circumstances, by enabling, um, by, by, by kind of capturing some of the, 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 the molecules, the chemicals that are released by bodies at different stages of decomposition, Shari Forbes and her team can take those gases or those chemicals that are captured in the air or the soil and create a fingerprint in the lab so they know which molecules are present at different stages and, and in what concentrations. And then they can either use synthetic versions of those compounds that they make in the lab or some of these samples to train dogs to be attracted to that smell and therefore you know, rush to, to find a corpse in, in a hidden situation. Where are we currently at with the body farm? Has it been established? Is it yeah, underway? It's, so it's it was set up in early 2016. So there's a you know there's a lot of exciting research that's that's coming out and, and will come out of this area, again from all these different areas of science. So, um, yeah, watch this space. This is a bit of a curly question, Alice, and I'm putting you on the spot this morning. Would you would you donate your body to science? Yeah, I think I would. I think um, I'm an organ donor, so I think I'd go for that first of all, um, you know, to give anything viable away um, to somebody who needed it. But yeah, I think it, it is important, especially when you think about uh, what can be learnt uh, through the study of, 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 you know, human remains and some of the, you know, some of the ways that that could potentially help people who are in, you know, times of tragedy. Um, if they can, if you can find the body of somebody's loved one or, um, you know, find some of the, the mysteries of a, the circumstances of a death. Um, that's, you know, something really important. Alice Williamson in the studio this morning. We are talking Australia's first body farm and the incredible work of Australian forensic chemist Professor Shari Forbes, who is speaking as part of National Science Week. When can we catch her talk? So you can catch her talk on Friday at 6.30 to 8.30 at the Powerhouse Museum. And if you want to, you can also catch at the same time the International Sherlock Holmes exhibition, which obviously fits in quite well with some of the things she'll be talking about.
We are talking national science this week and up next we do have another female scientist who is using her Indigenous knowledge and background, plus her scientific background, to make breakthroughs in astronomy. Very fittingly, we've got Laurel Halo to take us there with Moon Talk. Laurel Halo with the single Moon Talk. Alice, I'm just going to let you say why that song is so relevant to our next topic. Oh, well, it's perfect. It's the name <laughs> Halo. The song's got moon in it. And, and we're talking about moon halos, which is something that I found about when I read about some of the research being done by Carly Noon, who's a Camilleroy woman um, from up near Tamworth um, and was... Uh, a, a wonderful uh, maths and physics graduate who's studying astronomy and astrophysics at the moment and sh- some of her research that she's doing on top of her master's research because she keeps herself pretty busy in collaboration with uh, a researcher at Monash Uni, Dr Dwayne Hamacher, is looking at moon halos. Um, have you heard about those before? I've not, no. No, so these are, um, uh, these are uh, something that, that Indigenous uh, people have been using for a very long time to predict um, the weather and um, Carly along with uh, other researchers have been looking at the accounts of um, early settlers in terms of the indigenous stories about uh, these moon halos which are rings around the moon and what they are is they're formed when there's ice crystals in the atmosphere and they reflect the moonlight and um, indigenous people have been using them as storm predictors for a pretty long time um, because the presence of ice in the atmosphere um, is because of a high moisture content and looking at how clear these halos are and how many stars there are between the moon and the halo um, is a good predictor apparently of how um, imminent and how heavy a storm uh, might be. So what type of research is involved in that? So in terms of uh, this research, this is um, this is one of these wonderful intersections where um, somebody like Carly Noon can use her um, Indigenous background and experience, her cultural experience and her great knowledge of physics and mathematics to look through um, accounts and stories from Indigenous people and find um, some of the scientific knowledge that's contained, the rich scientific knowledge that's contained within some of these accounts. So it's about you know matching up some of these accounts to some of the science and, and this is some of the work that she's doing at the moment. Moon halos, I love that word. It's And it's really the picture that you've put up online and it's also really beautiful just of what it actually looks like. What paper is she currently working on? Well she's working on a couple of things so she's doing a a master's at the moment um, in astronomy and astrophysics at ANU after finishing a degree up in Newcastle and she's looking at different types of of clouds so she's doing this moon halo work almost in her spare time and as part of her master's she's looking at gas clouds in the Milky Way so I'm sure we'll be talking about some of her research again in the future but she's one of of, of, a of a, a great uh, lineup of indigenous, indigenous, excuse me, and Torres Strait Islander women, who are part of um, a, a symposium of sorts. That's what it's called. Indigenous science is a second symposium of sorts that's being held at the Powerhouse Museum um, to honour some of this uh, rich knowledge and wonderful work in science and technology that's being done. And that's on on Saturday and Sunday this weekend. I think that's so fantastic and. I'm paraphrasing a bit, but in an interview recently, she kind of said how 
how important it was for Indigenous, you know, people who want to get involved in science know that they can because it is a part of their DNA, it's a part of their story, it's a part of their upbringing, their culture. And there's another event that's pretty good for um, yeah, science. There's, there's, and an, there's another event that's on uh, the following Sunday, so it's in Redfern, just around the corner. Um, it's the Indigenous Science Experience Family Fun Day. This is a free event that's running from 10 till 3 on Sunday the 20th of August. And you can come down to, to this celebration of Indigenous and Western science um, and uh, speak to some Indigenous researchers and elders and students who'll be sharing um, some of their science and their knowledge. Um, there'll be some, particularly, there'll be some looks in, looking into the science of ochre, which is, well, I hope I've said that correctly because I have a funny pronunciation of some things, but it's a pigment that's really uh, often used in Indigenous paintings. It's made of iron oxide, some more chemistry for us there. Um, um, and also looking at some traditional Aboriginal um, tools and, and and many other things. So you should check out this on the programme. Absolutely. We'll pop a link to this one at fbiradio.com slash programs with the work of these incredible female researchers, Australian based, which is so good to see, and also the full programme, sydneyscience.com.au. Alice, we'll catch you next week. See you next week. This was produced by FBI Radio in Sydney. FBIRadio.com